0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages, Amen. Today is a very joyful day. I want you to imagine, try and imagine for yourself, in as much as you're able, what it was like in first century Jerusalem, on the day Jesus was entering into Jerusalem. Um, yesterday, during Vespers, we had a, a, a very joyful Vespers with all the children participating. Um, and, uh, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go as we go through. But I want you to try to imagine for yourself what it was like. I'll give you maybe a bit of a modern day example. Every now and again, um, there's some new rage that happens in the city. You know, every now and again, a while ago, it was, uh, forgive me for the local um, um, references, it was like, I think, like, uh, like Uncle Tetsu's Cheesecake, I don't know what, on Bay Street, right? And you'd see lineups going up the street. And when, you know, when the first time you see that, the first thing that crosses your mind is, What's going on over there? And then later on, forgive the, the you know, some people have called it sacrilegious. I don't really care. It's so the sweet Jesus ice cream people, right? Same thing. People, you know, people uh, lined up, you know, uh, like three blocks, four blocks away. And the thought crosses your mind. What? What is that? What's going on? What? And then you th- then comes the whole like decision, you know, like, am I gonna, am I gonna, am I gonna like go and line up the whole way just to see what this is all about or am I you know I'll just hear from somebody else or I'll I'll wait for so as Jesus is preparing to enter into Jerusalem all of a sudden all the people are excited and all the people are this is the one who raised Lazarus from the dead just a couple of days ago just just 20 kilometers away from here this is this is this this is the guy this is i remember there was the guy who was blind and was at the temple and this is the one and everybody is everybody is getting really excited and people are You know, and is he the Christ? Is he the prophet? Is he the one who's to come? Is he, who is he? They don't, they don't, they don't know who he is, but there's all this excitement. And people are coming and they're throwing their clothes, like it shows in the icon here, in front of him, on the road before him. You know what that's like? That's the equivalent for us of rolling the red carpet. Right. Imagine like they feel that that they feel that he's such a special guest that his even his donkey shouldn't walk on the dusty ground. But and we see all of this exact behavior when we go and do mission trips in, in Africa and so on and in rural areas. And, you know, what's really interesting um, is that uh, we have the real big blessing of encouraging those churches um, but they, they're so encouraged because they really believe that we're coming to bring them the Word of God. That we're coming to bring them something special. So that we see exactly the same thing. People will literally take, they only have like a couple of articles of clothing. The one that they're not wearing, they will literally throw it on the floor before us. And you feel, you feel ghastly, ashamed. I'm not going to walk. God only has two t-shirts. I'm not going to walk on one of them, right? But for them, they, they, want, to, they want to honor us. It's almost, like, it's almost like not accepting the honor, so we just kind of play along, right? But and they take the, the, the palm branches from the trees and the olive branches from the trees and they cut them down and they shake them in the air. What's this business of palm branches? You know what it's you know what it is? It is, if you find, if you look back and you read in the Psalms, you'll find that, you'll find an indication of it and you'll find also the same exact thing and the same exact behaviors and the same exact story happening in the Old Testament minus Jesus and the donkey, right? But the same exact story happened when... When the people of Israel had been journeying for 40 years and then they finally came and then they, they, they had a king Saul who was kind of so-so and he got replaced by King David and King David said he wanted to move the, the, the ark of the tabernacle into Jerusalem. So they set up the, the tabernacle and everything and the ark was outside and then they brought the ark from one of the little villages just outside Jerusalem. They brought it into, there was no temple because they hadn't built the temple yet. David's son built the temple, Solomon, right? But they brought it into Jerusalem and oh the joy, oh the joy when they brought the Ark of God, which was like the presence of God amongst His people, into Jerusalem. David was over the moon with joy. And he writes in First Chronicles 16, Let the trees of the forest sing. Let them sing for joy before the Lord who comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord for His good, for His, his love endures forever. Cry out saying, Save us, O God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. So King David says this, this line, he says, let the trees of the forest sing. Okay, we're a little bit closer to palm branches and olive branches. The, the trees, even the trees are singing. You know, you know where this... this the, the, if you lived 3,000 years ago, this would all make sense to you. King David was about 1,000 BC. So There's very easy landmark to remember okay so if you lived back then you would know that when when they would go to war and they would be coming back in victory they would they would pray that god would send wind in the forest that even the branches in in the, of the trees in the forest would would hit each other and that sounds like what does that sound like clapping, right? So where do we find a reference to this? We find a reference to this in Isaiah. And there's also in the Psalms, I think Psalm 40. But in Isaiah, it says, God says, "...so is my word that goes out from my mouth." I will not. Ret- it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. How can trees clap their hands? Do trees have hands? No, they don't. They have branches, right? But if the wind is strong enough, then the, the branches hit each other, and it's as though it's as though the whole forest is rejoicing for this king who is coming back from war victorious. Let's read that passage again from Isaiah so we can see the secrets, the secret of the feast, this feast. So you too can be rejoicing. It says, So is my word that goes out from my, wo- from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What word? What word are we talking about here? What word is, is specifically mentioned here? The word of preaching? Yes, maybe. But another word also. The word. The word. The logos. The word of God. Who is, comes from the Father. The Word, Jesus Christ, is sent to you and to me. He is the Word of God. Like it says in John chapter 1. The Word of God is spoken to you now. This is the Word of God. I'm speaking it. <laughs> To you. It's not complicated. Everything in orthodoxy has been made. All of our rites and rituals, they seem complicated. They're complicated because we're doing something and we don't understand why we're doing it. The moment we understand it, all of a sudden, it makes total sense. He is the Word of God which is spoken to us that we may hear it and do it. The priest stands in front of the the Gospel while it's being read and he stands and he gives... incense the entire time of the gospel and he says the last line of the first part he says of the litany of the gospel maybe we may we be worthy to hear and to act according to your holy gospels through the prayers of your saints and the incense is the prayers of the saints so we're saying we're asking all the saints to pray for us that we're going to be able to hear and do the gospel that's what it says right here God is saying, my word will go out, but He's saying this as a certainty. He's not saying this like it depends on any conditions. This is a non-conditional statement. So is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It's a guarantee. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Think again of the analogy of the army going out to war. Now you are, you are the, 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 the wife or the son or daughter of one of, the, one of the soldiers going out to war. And how are you going to feel? Anxious. You don't know what's going to happen. Is daddy going to come home? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to get injured? Maybe he'll get... If he gets injured, will he be able to work? Will he be able to provide for us? All of this anxiety at the anxiety at the going out. In this statement, is a going out. But in this statement, there's no anxiety. There is certainty. So is my word, which will go out. It will accomplish that for which I sent it. God's word is, like it says in Hebrew, alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword to divide between the soul and the spirit and to reveal the intentions of the heart. That's what God's word is for you and for me. God's word is here to enter into our hearts to help us to discern, to help us to see what's going on in my heart. And for me to then take it and do something with it. What does it have anything to do with Palm Sunday? The Word of God enters into Jerusalem. And the city is rejoicing. The same exact rejoicing that they do for a king who is returning in victory, And the children are singing, and the children are singing, Hosanna to the Son of David. When we were reading in First Chronicles a minute ago, it was saying, Let the trees of the forest sing, and let them sing for joy before the Lord, for He comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord for His good. His love endures forever. A cry out saying, Save us, God our Savior. Save us, God, our Savior. The word Hosanna means save us. That's what it means. All the people in all of Jerusalem, the people are people are standing at their market stall, and they says, "What's all that commotion at the gates?" And they say, "They say the prophet, the the, the healer, the teacher. The, we don't know who he is, but he's coming. He's coming into Jerusalem, right?" and people leave their market stalls and they leave there and do you think now do you think you're going to tell me yeah father john what you're saying sounds really nice for like holy spiritual people that like they sit in church and they hear the gospel and like their heart is moved and like saint anthony they go and they sell everything and they go and they r- run out into the desert and devote their life to god but that's not me Like, I come to church, I listen, I try to pay attention, I daydream a little bit, I this, I that, I fall asleep for a bit, I have communion at the end, and I'm glad I made it through, right? I'm not St. Anthony, right? I want to tell you, some of the people that were in Jerusalem that day weren't St. Anthony either. Some of them were standing at their market stall, and some of them were fighting with each other, I bet. And, And I bet you there was at least... You know, statistically speaking, there was at least one conjugal conflict in Jerusalem that day. You know, there was at least one family, one husband and wife that weren't getting along that day. And I'm sure there was all the problems and all the issues, that we see in our lives today that we think are preclusive, that we think prohibit, that we think will stop the Word of God from working and being active and changing us ...and changing Jerusalem... ...and bringing joy into Jerusalem... ...and bringing joy into our hearts... ...and bringing joy into our lives... ...and bringing joy into our families... ...and bringing joy into our workplaces... ...and bringing joy into our studying... ...and bringing joy... He is the joy... He is the ultimate joy-bringer. He is the ultimate joy-bringer. And we think that these things can steal our joy. They cannot... They cannot because they're trying to steal from the mighty hand of God Himself. Like it says in Scripture, when he, if He says, who will contradict Him? And if He does, who will undo it? And He opens the door and no one shuts, and He shuts the door and no one opens. His Word is come, is sent to you and to me to enter into your hearts. And today is a day of joy. Don't worry about whatever problems you left Behind you. Don't worry about the, the the speeding ticket you got this morning on the on your way to church. Don't worry about any of that, folks. During the raising of incense, very personal. Like I, I'm, I'm, bringing this home, okay, so that you can bring this home in your heart, okay. During raising of incense, I, I I've been a priest for six years, okay. I, I have a vague idea of what I'm doing during raising of incense. I dropped the sensor twice. No, not like knocked it, dropped it. Okay. I was standing in the back there in front of the icon of St. Moses, and I looked at myself and I'm like, what's wrong with you, John? I even said it out loud, right? Don't today is not the day for what's wrong with you, John. Today is the day that, that we have confidence, true confidence, and true joy in our hearts that it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what wrong. I've done or I do, it matters that the Word of God is sent to me to enter into Jerusalem, to enter into my Jerusalem, my heart, to enter into my life and bring me joy. So much joy, even the trees of the field are clapping their hands. The Gospel during, the gospel during Matins today was the Gospel Of of Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus has a life transformation and says, You know what? I'm going to give half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone falsely, I'm going to give him back four times what I took from him. And Jesus answers him and says to him, Today, salvation has come to this house. Say it with me. Today, salvation has come to this house. Which house? Your house, your heart, your home, your life, your workplace, your marriage, your children. Today, today is the day of rejoicing and of joy and of gladness. Today is the day that all of our problems, all of our problems are nothing. Because the King himself, the Messiah himself has come to us. That we might receive Him, that we might receive Him and receive His joy and allow His joy to change us. So, do me a favor, okay? Put all of your, put all of your, collect all of the things in your mind that are bothering you now as I end this sermon. And before I say, Glory be to God forever and amen, take them and put them here in the offering basket. Okay? I at the time of the offering, I try to remember all the problems people have shared with me. All the problems people have shared with me since the last liturgy I prayed. And I take them and I put them all in the offering basket. I put them all on Jesus. And I tell Jesus, Jesus, this is for you to deal with. Okay? That for the next couple of hours, I can enjoy you. And I can have joy in you. And I can rejoice in you. And I can enjoy you. God is here right now. He is. I promise you. This is not this is not feel good theology. This is truth. Not everything in the universe that exists is something that you can see. All of us believe in a whole lot of things that our eyes cannot see. God is here very present and very real. You can't see oxygen, you can't see gravity, you can't see a whole bunch of things, but you're certain they're there. God is very very real and very present and He's here now to give you and to give me joy. To put joy in our hearts, the same rejoicing that was there on Palm Sunday. And remember, there were people on Palm Sunday, there were people on that day when Jesus entered into Jerusalem that weren't having a good day. And there were people who were fighting, and there were people who were arguing over money, and there were people who and there were people but they all they left everything so that they could go and welcome Jesus. Now it's time for you and for me to leave everything and welcome Jesus into our hearts as we begin this holy week where we walk hand in hand with Jesus for the whole week. So, you and me will commit to each other to believe his promise in Isaiah 55:11. Very easy to remember. My word will go out from me and it will do that for which I sent it, it shall not return to me void. It will work in your heart and in mine to bring forth fruit a hundredfold and sixtyfold and thirtyfold to the glory of God now and unto the ages of all ages. Amen.